Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the clam, clam bake. bake. How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam I'm Angela Gallner. I'm Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists. Yes, we do. So each week we interview a different guest about their experiences, challenges, and triumphs and follies with feminism. All of the above. All because being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. That's why we do this. We're getting our hair done this week. Oh my God. We're, we're diverting from the norm and we are doing an immersive episode in Lindsay's apartment on a Sunday morning with the fabulous Valerie Harrison. Hi. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for wanting to do this and coming to my weird apartment. Yeah, thanks for getting up early on a Sunday morning. (laughs) No, I'm so excited. This is right up my alley. Yeah. So Angela and I really wanted to do this because we both have habits of cutting our own hair. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to hear, actually. Oh, my God. We both Just like kidding. Like a, She's like, like, no. Mine is more of a mental breakdown at, like, midnight when I feel like I don't have control of anything in my life, and then I just cut my hair. Does Angela's it, just good at does it. Does it ever happen after a couple glasses of wine? Because there's a yes. rule. It's a rule to hide the two. Like, if the wine enters the room, put the scissors yes. somewhere. But this time I did it totally sober. Well, that's good. That's like, great. But it's still a little crooked. Well, we're gonna we're gonna check it out and shape it up if we need to. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, we're so excited, Angela. Why do you cut your own hair? Um, well, I was deeply traumatized for I feel like a decade of like bad haircuts, and I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? If I cut it myself, the only person I can be mad at is me. Yes, I same deal for sure. That like, I mean, I feel the same. Yeah, I have spent like fifty to sixty dollars to leave looking like a fucked up Katie Couric. I'm being really <laughs> sad about it. Like the, it's the haircut I call manic pixie lesbian, but like, yeah. but like lesbians, I love you, but like I would leave and I would be like, this is not not, not what you asked for. Uh, honestly, for. communication is the biggest error yeah. in hairdressing. It's just, you know, like that's where you lose each other and that's where things go wrong. Yeah. But like I've been the same way my whole life. I'm I've always been traumatized by haircuts until I met my my one hairdresser that I've married. We've been together for like 17 years. I love it. Yeah. She's back in Boston. But um, but same thing. Like I just feel like my mom would be behind the hairdresser and like whispering in her ear, like just cut it all off. Just cut it off. And I'm like, that's not what I asked for. Yeah. But that's why I love being a hairdresser because I think consistency is key. You should have a relationship with your hairdresser. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you guys um, should be growing together. I'm going to back us up a tiny bit because we do usually start every episode asking our guests. If you're but real quick, quick bio. Oh, just yeah, a little bit bio. about Valerie. We're Valerie, excited to talk I about know, we're hair. so excited. Um, <laughs> Valerie is a queer 28-year-old from Boston, if you couldn't tell by her glorious accent. <laughs> She's been doing hair uh, for seven years professionally, and she specializes in wedding hair, makeup, and color. She moved to L.A. about a year ago, um, and... Uh, She's here with us now. Yay. And you work Yay. at a fancy salon on Melrose. Yeah, it's fancy. It's called Society. And, and yes, it's woman-owned and operated. So 
It's an awesome place. You guys check it out. If you're in LA, if you're in LA, make your hit up Valerie ASAP. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So are you a feminist? Why or why not? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. And it's, I feel bad saying it, but I haven't been one for very long. I've just kind of, you know, that's okay. It's yeah. Because you know, honestly living in Boston, it's, it's very tight knit, like closed kind of community. So there's a lot of things that you just don't even know about. So I've always wanted to move to California and, it's always been on my agenda, but right before I moved here, about two years before that, I started going to the women's marches, and when I came out, that I kind of just like all came together and was like, oh. yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Thanks. I feel like most of us in L.A. are pretty liberal, and it's a nice place to live. It is nice. Dire <laughs> times when you wake up and you're like, is the world going to end? Well, at least I live in L.A. Yeah, and it's like just the <laughs> diversity. Everyone's so different. We're back home there's a couple different people yeah <laughs> but everyone's in it's just like it's just very tight-knit so it's nice it's nice being here i love it yeah we're glad to have yeah, you so glad to in have our you. ranks of both totally. angelinos and feminists yay. yay yay cool well do you want me to sit in the in the color chair and we'll keep um, doing yeah. this interview great i love it so we're gonna do a fun little format today so Lindsay is getting her hair highlighted i do my own color also don't i do a great job (laughs) (laughs) do you always part your hair right here um i you know i do it different ways i'm so you're not married to this part i'm not married show me show me a little um well when i get when i like cut my own hair i do part (laughs) it down the middle okay and then when i brush my hair i do part it like this side okay yeah so that's good that's good so middle and side Perfect. I'm glad you cut it in the middle because <laughs> cutting it on the side. I cut it on the side. Oh, do you always wear it on the side? I do. That's, then that's okay. okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you'll find out later when you look at the disaster yeah, right. that's hanging off my head. We're going to learn how to be professional hairdressers. Just kidding. Angela, don't let Angela and I cut your hair. It's don't do it. Hours of school. Yeah, we, it we're is. not licensed. In California, it's way more, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Can you tell us a little bit about um, what you have to do to get to get certified or licensed so basically you have to go to a cosmetology school every state has a different um, amount of hours that you have to complete so massachusetts it's only a thousand which sounds like a lot but in california i think it's like 1600 wow yeah so um i got lucky i I just got to like transfer over my license because i had been doing it for a little bit but you learned the basics the pure basics and that's like the the best part about hairdressing is you always have to learn what's new like it's never ending right. with education so but hair school you just learn like perms roller sets basic haircuts cool basic basics very cool i wanted to talk about hair as an act of feminist rebellion a little bit today oh, so for i did sure. like a little bit of research so yes um first of all angela i just want to ask you how your body hair is doing like what's what's happening Lindsay, you did you did you shave it I shaved it. When? <sighs> I shaved it a couple weeks ago, and I've been feeling so Valerie. I had been growing out my armpit and leg hair just as like, you you're sporting some. It looks so great. I miss mine. I miss mine. I shaved it. I got freaked out, and I shaved it. What made you freaked out? Well, because I was doing that storytelling show, and I wanted to wear a tank top. Oh. It's so, and I hate, I, you know, it's, I feel the same way, and I hate that. But, like, honestly, and that's why I love my salon. Like, everybody love like, they don't even care. And it's so funny, but I feel the same way. Like, I'm like, I have to wear a short sleeve shirt I because I can't. 
which is ridiculous. I know that's a bummer. I'm so, yours I know. So good. Thank you. It was getting really long and luxurious, and I do miss it now. So I'm gr- I'm growing it back. You're growing it back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I did some research of like when this became so associated with feminism. The so, armpits in particular. Yeah, the armpits oh, in particular. So it it uh it started as a trend in the 1970s, like both when like feminism was kind of like coming into its own which yeah. way which wave is that and do you oh know? god please don't make me. i don't know which wave it is but when we had our amazing wave with like gloria steinem and so many people speaking up and speaking out about equality in the 70s is the same time that larry flint started taking off people's pubes in porn ah yes uh-huh because like remember like debbie does dallas i yeah. feel like everybody knows that point like uh-huh. but like that was right before all that happened yeah his hair was in full effect so so Larry Flint's reaction was to infantilize women and take off their pubic hair in porn. And so women's retaliation was, then we're going to grow it. Fuck you. <laughs> so that's when it started becoming popular to grow out your armpit hair. Grow, like, don't shave your legs. Don't shave your arms. And it's also when it started to, like, really become associated with the feminist movement. movement. Oh, that's awesome. Did it then do a backslide, like, in the 80s and, like, the cons- more conservative 80s? I wish I knew, like, the total history of body hair. I definitely don't. But it is still considered an act of rebellion today to grow it out and people still have as you know angela people have vehement reactions to it so how did people react to you growing yours out um my family except for my youngest cousin um i know my family oh really my youngest cousin is the only other girl in my family she hates it oh she hates it oh yeah she hates it but my whole family is kind of kind of more conservative no they're not but they just like you're a woman you should shave it like it's just it's stupid like because i f- feel like everybody around them is that's exactly how they feel so they have to do the same thing absolutely yeah my whole family my mom was like specifically not talking to me about it and my cu- my girl cousins think it's gross but my youngest male cousin brent who's like super liberal lives in minneapolis which is very liberal um he was like oh, you're growing out your leg hair, like, you're behind the times. Like, none of my female friends have ever shaved, and it's, like, old news to me. How old is he? What is he, like, 25? Oh, my God, I love that he's, like, yeah, that's, what that's like, what you do now. Yeah, he was, like, um, boring, been there, done that. Yeah, he's, like, you think you're doing something rebellious? That's just what all the girls do now. That is so cool. So So then the other research I did was, like, when cutting hair, your hair, when short particularly when short hair has been an act of rebellion because I have had short hair since college, but I grew up with really long hair. Like as a kid and a teenager, I had really long hair. I also have really thick hair, so um, it's like hard to manage, which is like one of the reasons why I've kept it short. But I went to broadcast journalism school in undergrad, and I was specifically told by men, my male teachers, when I was in college that if I did not cut my hair short, and I wanted to be a broadcast journalist, no one would take me seriously. Whoa. Oh, how journalism has changed. Right. First of all. You have to cut your hair short, he said? Yes. They said you have to cut your hair short if you want to get a job in broadcast journalism and you want to be taken seriously, you need to cut your hair. They said this in class to women. That's insane. Yes. Um, So random, too, I feel like. It is totally insane. Um, this was the early 2000s insanity people. But uh, so I cut my hair in college. I cut it all off because I was like, OK, I listened to them. I'm like, 
I'm paying money to be here. I, oh, uh, the, and, and like no offense to Kitty Kirk's haircuts through the years or the fact that I've been like jacked up Kitty Kirk with a few of my haircuts because she is my she's my idol. I do like her. And for a long time, I wanted to be Katie Kirk. So I was like, all right, cutting my hair like Katie Kirk. And so I cut all my hair off in college. Fortunately, I did find an amazing hairdresser who was like not afraid to thin my hair because my hair is so thick. So anyway, I went through college with a major broadcast journalism haircut. But in the history of short hair, um, it's been like a couple of different times that it's been like an act of rebellion. So in the 20s, when bobs got really freaking popular, um, that was totally considered an act of rebellion and girls could not even get their hair cut like that sometimes because people were like, oh, well, if you have a haircut like that, then you drink and you smoke and you do things that like women shouldn't do. And girls who wanted a haircut would go to doctors and get a prescription. What? To get that haircut. That's the, I have, I had no idea any of this was a thing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. A prescription for a haircut. A prescription to get short hair because sometimes hairdressers wouldn't give women that haircut because it was totally considered rebellious. Um, there were also some girls at the turn of the century who went to Bryn Mawr who played basketball. So they sh they cut off all their hair to be like, what's practical for basketball? And that was considered like super revolutionary at the time. Um, gotta love those Bryn Mawr girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it's like still considered like masculine and like, you know, fads go in and out and. It was really interesting when I was Googling all this, I found one of the first things that came up was an anti-feminist website. What? Yes. That was like, don't do this. Don't do that. Which is just pure insanity. That was like this. You're going to be considered an ugly feminist if. And one of the, oh my thing, God. the two big things on this dude's anti-feminist website were body hair and short hair. Just, just crazy. I, I hate to throw this. I'm not going to say who it was. Someone, I don't want to throw this person under the bus because um, I, I know they didn't mean how it came across. But I cut my hair short in high school and an adult, a male adult who, I, who was in my life, um, their first reaction was, but don't boys like long hair? Yeah. And I was, that was one of my traumatizing haircuts. Well, your hair um, is associated with your fertility. So when you hit your 40s, many like many women do. I don't know the percentage. You I like have it. There's like a, you're, you start to lose your hair. Many women do. I have that. I have um, the stat on that. Yeah. So long hair is often considered, you know, it's associated with your fertility. You're fertile if you can grow your hair long. Where is it? I swear to God, I wrote this. Yeah. Fact. I felt like, oh, 40% 40, 40 of women have visible hair loss by the time they're 40. Right. So that's science. So, you know, sometimes the patriarchy is backed up by science and sometimes it's really not. But right. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Insanity. Anyway, I love short hair. It makes me feel sexy. I wish I could pull off even shorter hair, but I feel like I, I think I you could. Yeah. Um, um, some but I haven't had my hair long in so long that I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to try and do that because I've had short hair for so long. Yeah. Pretty much since college, my hair has been like above my shoulders. Um, so a little more history. Women have almost always worn their hair longer than men um, because of what you said. It's communicative, seen as a sign of health and fertility. It's also historically been a status symbol. Um, so like the richer you are, the more like intricate designs you can do with your hair, especially back in like 
the Elizabethan times and, you know, when they were really putting their hairs up into these like crazy like sculptures on top of their heads. Um, and it was like a sign like a woman had to have all of her basic needs met in order to present some sort of fabulous hairdo, right? Like, yeah. you know, they have money, you know, they have a residence, you know, they probably have a dowry. So Just it like was it like... used to be in fashion to be fat when people couldn't afford ex- Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and um, like tan skin, when tan skin was not a thing because that meant you worked outside and right. you were not rich and got to stay inside in your mansion all day. Exactly. And in total opposite today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the status. Um, there were also some men, especially high, high-born man, men who had, like, time to take care of for it, sometimes wore their hair long, um, like gothic warriors in Italy in the beginning of the last millennia were known as the long-haired men, but in general, their, their hair was still expected to be um, shorter. I also wanted to make a note that we're, we are very specifically talking about white women's hair or not black hair because we are white women and and that's that deserves its whole other podcast that that someone else who is not us should host yeah um so like just wanted to to come on and school us and school us on on yeah i would love to we'd love to do an episode on on racism in hair care and hair designs and natural hair and, and all of that but that's sort of its its own thing and deserves its own um time and platform totally um So update on, on hair status right now, Valerie is applying the diet. So what can you take us through what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, I see that she is blonde. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> we're, we're doing, I wish that there was video for this cause we're doing this hilarious dance where I keep, some video? I keep moving. Well, I'm, I, I keep moving around <laughs> Valerie get, to try to get, get a, to your hair. I'll do, I'll okay. You'll take a video. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. So right now I'm doing around her hairline and where she parts it most because it looks like you dye your hair with blonde color. I do. Yeah. So you have this root line, which stinks because you have nice root color. Like you have a very ashy natural color where your blonde color from the box i'm gonna yeah, assume yeah totally totally you got Busted. it you got it girl. um <laughs> yeah is you know is golden which is great but i think you have a great color and like if Thanks. you wanted to fix that or not fix it if you wanted to go oh, more natural yeah, yeah like something that would be easier for you to grow out yeah um you would have to just i'm gonna just do around your part in your hairline because i think you need to grow out your natural i love it i would be yeah. so excited to do that because i would totally be on board with helping you transition Please. i really like <laughs> your hair you have kind of what is it called Thank the om- you. ombre like the reverse ombre um no it's a re- yeah a regular ombre yeah, it's dark, yeah but it's like i do it very chunky because like today actually my hair is kind of straight but it's <laughs> Oh my god! I'm making it impossible for her. I'm like sticking this microphone right in her face. From yeah, from the bottom up. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> so is that your natural color on the top a bit? Oh, paper towel. Um, yeah, that's my natural color on the top. Oh my god! I'm yes, please help me. I love your hair. Yeah, it's my natural color <laughs> on the top. It makes life easy for me. I do my hair. There's warm. paper towels under the sink. Yeah. Yeah, how often do you color your hair? Um, sometimes, like once a year. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, because only because I'm trying to get my hair really, really long. Yeah. And the less you color, the better. Yeah. Um, it's close, but it's not long enough. Yeah. So, so what? 
what damage are we doing to our hair when we co- when we color it? Um, so well, it depends on what kind of color you're doing too. Like foils and bleach and stuff is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, especially if you're putting it on on your ends. <laughs> Um, then that's that's the worst because you shouldn't overlap bleach ever yeah yeah unless you're really trying to get that white color which you're gonna have damage but you shouldn't overlap so that's where the damage comes in color like what you have been doing since it's in a box so it's bad but it's not bad for you yeah it's all right it's it could like you could be doing worse Yeah, I've only bleached it once ever, and I yeah. probably will never do it again. Well, highlights, <laughs> highlights are bleach. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like by myself with like legit. Oh bleach. yeah, I've yep, I've been there, done yeah, that too, yeah. of course. It, it came out straight yellow. I looked like a oh cr- yeah, cartoon but you know what's something that we don't know about that is it like, comes out straight yellow because I used to do the same thing in high school and I'd rock that. There are things called toners. Yeah, that is the <laughs> first thing I learned when I like got into a salon. I, I swear it was like magic. I was like, no way. She was like, yeah, I just put a purple toner over this yellow head and it turned icy blonde, and I was like. Yeah, that's yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, totally. For things you don't know because we shouldn't be dying in our own hair. No. <sighs> yeah. I, and even, even me, I dye my own hair sometimes and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I am. Yeah, yeah. How could you not when you have all that knowledge at your I fingertips? Oh, right? That's what I'm saying. And then when someone else dyes my hair, I'm always like, why are you holding it like that? <laughs> why? Are you pu- what are you putting on now? Like, I don't want to put them through that. I <laughs> 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 do it myself. I love um, uh, I love when Claire Danes dyes her hair red and what is that show? Oh, uh, my so-called life. My so-called life. It's yeah, just like literally the most iconic high school moment ever. Oh yeah, like we're all like, "Yep, gonna dye that hair, gonna do something rebellious." But I do um, have to say, I felt like a badass the first time my, my hair was cut short. When like all my hair, I had such long hair. I had like very long hair when I was in college, and I cut it all off. I was like. Holy shit, I I feel like a new person. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some other quick, fun, fast facts. Black is the most common hair color in the world. Red, which only exists in about 1% of the world's population, is the rarest. Blonde hair comes in a close second, which is only 2% of the population. What? We lose 40 to 150 strands of hair a day. Um, in the 1950s, only about 7% of women colored the hair, but in 2015, it was up to 75%, um, which I don't feel like I know any women who don't color their hair. Yes. It's, it's, I feel like that too. There's, I feel like everyone does something, even if they do the little ombre balayage thing, like you still dyed it. Like it looks natural, but it's colored. My mom and my aunt recently stopped because they were like, we want the um, really white. And they and they both, their grays are both really white. Yeah, and they both look rad without dyed hair. I think it can be really pretty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not all of us are that lucky for that to stink. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, the average time a woman spends to wash, dry, and style her hair is about an hour and 53 minutes a week, which I was like what like that seems so low to me yeah yeah some people takes an an hour to do it once like (laughs) i blow dry some people's hair at at my salon and it takes me an hour and 10 minutes 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, you're, it's yeah. a sculpture. Yeah. And that's somebody else doing it. Like you doing it to yourself. No way. That's, that is low. Yeah. That's that, me because I'm a little bit like a man with my hair. I like yeah, wash I it and I, well. and then I let it air dry and then like, yeah, that's like how much time I probably spend, but <laughs> I know most ladies spend way more like every day. So with that low statistic, by the time she's 65, she will have spent seven months of her life doing her hair. Jesus Christ. I know. I already, already spent seven months of my life doing my hair. Yeah. I, I think so, too. Um, the average woman spends approximately $50,000 on her hair over her lifetime, which also seems low to me. Really? Kind of. I guess. So over her lifetime, yeah, that sounds like a big sum of money, but then you think of someone's life. Because cuts, colors, products, brushes. Sure. I spend if a shit ton. I if you if your yeah. job is being on camera, you definitely spend way more money on your hair for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure when I was in J school, they told us to um, factor that in. They were like, "You need to negotiate that into your salary." Oh, yeah, that seems like a good advice. Yeah, totally. Oh, she's getting the cape on. Getting the cape. Getting the cape. Oh yeah, hold this mic. You got some on you. Oh, good. Good thing distressed denim is in. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll give you that back. Yeah. Now I'm wearing a cape. It feels super special. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Valerie, yeah. why do you think we as women have such strong emotional ties to our hair? Oh, that's such a good question because I have such an emotional tie to my hair. <laughs> like, my hair is my favorite thing Like I, about me. Like, if someone said, what's your favorite feature, I'd say my hair. Your hair is amazing. Thank you. It's actually not at its full potential today. I got a haircut <laughs> yesterday and I, like, embraced the blow dry um but i usually have curly hair and i feel like i wished for curly hair because i never had curly hair in college it just started to like wave up and then like that's you know scrunching was in Mm -hmm. so i start to scrunch my hair and it would be crunchy and wet (laughs) with gel but now it's just like it's curly it's awesome do you know why hair can change like textures and styles throughout your life Definitely. It's about every seven years it changes. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just like your body. It changes it. Like, I feel like my hair has changed with my body Mm. as I feel getting older. My hair has changed as well. For sure. That's so interesting. And gray hair has a different texture. So that too, if when you start to go gray, your hair texture changes dramatically for most people. Is that because of the like the the oils or like the hormones that are produced? Um, no, yeah, yeah, hormones for sure. But gray hair in general is just more porous and and well, not porous. It's more like just wiry and stiff, and it's it's tough. Sometimes gray hair doesn't take color; it just does whatever it wants. Wow! So yeah. you you're in, you could be in for a a surprise. Yeah, um, I'm going gray already. I have been for years. Your, your gray is actually soft and same texture as your regular hair. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so you have... I inherited really nice hair from my dad, but he went gray really early. And he, of course, he's a man. He looks great with his gray hair. Um, yeah, right. But his gray hair is same deal. It's like the same texture as his regular hair. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. You're lucky because uh, I have a couple clients where their gray hair is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole. It's like almost like they have a wig on. It's crazy. Wow. Wow. That's I get those so crazy ones like at, at the crown of my head. Yeah, it's coarse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the rest of them I think are coming in. Okay. Yeah, pretty normal. One day I'll have the confidence to rock how gray my hair. <laughs> I just feel like not yet. <laughs> You're like evenly like you have like it's like e- even. It's not just in the front. You kind of just like have like a sparkle, yeah. <laughs> a sparkle yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so then you could be like, one of the lucky ones that why just why I love the blonde nicely. highlights because then exactly. it's okay if I've got a little gray in there. And that's why I think you should grow out your regular All color. Right, we're doing it. <laughs> I love this plan. Yes. <laughs> So did any of that, the emotional connection to hair, like, is that part of what drew you to doing this as a profession? Absolutely. Because getting haircuts too. like, I, my first, like, um, memory of hair, I was in kindergarten and one of the girls in my class cut her bangs off at the root. Oh no. Cut them off because she didn't want bangs anymore. And I just remember thinking, that's not how that works. (laughs) And I had to be like three or four years old. And it's just ever since like then it's just definitely been an emotional connection, especially with getting my hair cut off all the time. Oh, my God. That's like it's always getting chopped off. And but yeah, it's just definitely a a woman thing. And I don't know if it's society that makes us feel that way, because, again, I was three and I felt like that. So I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's definitely a thing. Oh my god, we've all got bad bang stories. I feel yeah, like. yeah, definitely. And I never was a kid that cut my own hair. I never did that because I knew that that was not right. <laughs> you don't do that. That looks bad. It's funny. I always wanted highlights. I was like seven years old, and I would like my grandmother would like <laughs> sneak a little piece of like because she dye her hair blonde from a box, yeah. so she'd go under here and put it, and it would like lighten maybe a shade, but. I thought I was the coolest person ever. <laughs> like, so it's... I it's love just, that grandma. Yeah, she's the best. Did you ever use sun in? Um, actually, my grandmother wouldn't let me. She used lemon juice. So she would Aww. squeeze the lemons in my hair. But a lot of my friends use sun in, and most of the time it would be orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there was that occasional base color that would get, like, they just had that nice color. It would turn yellow. And I'm like, that's what Wow. How does, how does, do you know how sun in works? Um, it's some kind of like acidic. Uh, yeah, it's really not good. And it needs the sun like to, to do it. And honestly, the sun does it anyway. So it doesn't need any help. <laughs> but yeah, that. it's something with the acid in it. It's just the same as like the lemon juice. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. So what are the biggest mistakes people make when maintaining their hair? <clears throat> not going to the hairdresser. <laughs> um, just, you know, just seriously, because um, I have been trying to grow up my hair for years. And the only thing that ever worked was getting a haircut every six to eight weeks, a tiny little dust, like just skim off the ends. Uh-huh. Because if those ends, you think you have split ends, you have all this and that, um, y- you need to get rid of those to get good ends. They don't just get repaired from a hair mask or you know, things from the store that people think that they can just do to hold them over. It doesn't, yeah. it just doesn't, it's, it's more detailed than that. And, you know, you want to find a hairstylist that you love because like I said before, you need a relationship. Right. It's, yeah. it's a thing. Hey, like constant consistency is key with like li- everything in life yeah. and hair is for sure. One of, one of them. 
Oh man, wait till you look at my hair. I feel like half of it is a split end. Yep. Well, that will just keep getting split. Oh no. It's just, you know, it's, it's, and it's nice for you too. Like it, it does feel good when you get haircuts a lot, which is what people should do. They shouldn't be traumatized of haircuts. You'll love haircuts. Cause I love haircuts now. Like I can't wait to get my haircut. It's my favorite, my favorite sixth week. Activity. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. I love how, um, I mean, we got, I feel like we got to give a shout out to queer eye. I feel like the most em- emotional moment on that show especially men who are going through the most traumatic changes is when they sit in that seat with Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan's probably maybe the most emotional of them, but yeah. Um, just them but talking the about the hairstylist. Yeah, yeah. Them talking about what they want and how they see themselves is so powerful. Yeah. It's, it's a very yeah. rewarding job and experience. Like it, you really like people love you because you make them feel good and, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Well, should we take a quick break and sure. let your and we'll 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 be back, clams. We'll um, be back when when Lindsay's fully foiled. Woo woo. Woo. Yeah. Just press the break for We're back. Lindsay is I'm still getting oh. colored. Are are we would you say ha a quarter? Um, yeah, a quarter of a way, but wait. <laughs> she has a lot of hair. I do have a lot of hair. <laughs> um, and uh, this is a miracle to have you here. I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> we're so stoked. Yeah. And we were just talking because, um, big expose, my red hair is fake. Ooh, la, la. Whoa. Um, and, and I, I asked Angela who first did it and how she decided to do it. And she was like, that's a story for the podcast. That's a story for the podcast. It's going to be so much more traumatizing to me, but it was after my, um, senior year of college. And I brought in this picture of Kristen Stewart. I think it was like right when twilight was happening. And she had that like, kind of like dark, dark chestnut. Yeah. yeah auburn yeah. color hair. And I brought it in and I came out with like dark hair, but that had that, like, it was like purple. It was like a dark Katy Perry purple. That was your, somebody had done. Yeah. Yeah. And I was too anxious in the salon to say like, Hey, this isn't what I wanted. I, I was like, Oh, I love it. And then I went home and cried. Yeah. Um, so then I went to a salon to fix it and they had to, and I was like, just take me back to my normal color. And they had to, they did that awful bleaching process where it turned like bright orange. Yeah. And they were like, we don't want it. Like, they're like, this is going to be really hard to fix. And we don't want to like over bleach it because your hair could like fall out or something bad could happen. So I had like bright orange hair for a day. And then I went back and they're like, look, like we, we can't get some of this like red pigment out, but they eventually found like a, like a strawberry blonde. Yeah. And I loved it. And then I've dyed my hair red ever since. Whoa. <laughs> a big mistake turned into great things. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know what's cool. funny though? Now, like, when did you say that happened? That happened in, that would have been 2000, what? When did I graduate college? 2009. So there are just so many things you can do now to get color out of your hair like there's a color reverser like a remover you literally could have just went into the salon they could have put something on your hair you sort of sat under the dryer for 20 minutes and it would have came out it's crazy how much things have changed because i have i do the same thing my hair was dark brown i left it on for 
<laughs> an hour and my hair was black yeah. and like I had to go to orange and been there. So that's advancement in color technology? Oh, for sure. Oh, cool. Oh my God. There's so much advancement too. But yes, that is one of like the biggest ones. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Because I was in that salon, that fixer salon, for n- at least four hours. Oh, oh yeah, because what you had was a full-blown color correction. Yeah. And, like, most people charge color corrections, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Did you spend... Oh, it was at least 400 between oh. both things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my but God. You should have gone back to the salon. No. Honestly, I wouldn't go back to the same salon. If oh, they, messed they messed it up it the up. first time, yeah. I would feel the same way. Yeah. I felt really bad, too, because the woman was so nice. And she was like, this is my last. She was a student. She's like, this is my last. You're my last color before I get my, like, official oh, license. So I also was like, I don't want to make a, you know, I don't want to, like, ruin her. So I do have a question. What is, like, the protocol when things like that happen like if you're very unhappy what is the what is like the correct because us as women have such a hard time saying what we want or telling Mm -hmm. people when we're unhappy and also like we want to treat people fairly I think more often than men do we want to pay people fairly for what they do well so what is like the good protocol to handle a situation like that so for instance for well for starters we would um try to fix it like are you saying me on the other end like yeah exactly. yeah we would 100% like offer to fix it if the client was not like totally adamant about like no you're never touching my hair again most likely would get a refund and it all depends on the circumstances because sometimes the client will say they want something right. and like the hairstylist will like reiterate it like multiple times and then they do it and they don't like it and they try to put it on you it doesn't always happen like that that's a very rare case but you know like you have to kind of get the whole story but most of the time yeah they will get a refund and then unfortunately they're gonna go somewhere else or they're just gonna leave it yeah well i i feel like what you just said i feel like almost every single time i have not liked what's been done to my hair they have done exactly what I've asked for, and I just didn't understand how it would look on me. Yep, because consultation is like 100% key, <laughs> and like, can, like that's one thing that like we really stress in our salon is we're all on the same like lingo. We all say the same things to our clients that they like. So that if they went to another person in our salon, they would know what we're talking about because we all say the same thing, right. and like you want to be on the same page because when you're not on the same page that's that's when the bad stuff happens we're we're back we're back it's maybe an hour later we ate some lunch we ate some lunch i got a chop i mean not a chop i got a i got a delicate trim and it is amazing i know your hair is like floating (sighs) just feels valerie fixed the you know machete chop that i had done to myself and i just feel you look like a charlie's angel (gasps) Yeah, and we're oh, looking at Lindsay's right mine. now. Mine is. Oh, that's real. That's way worse than mine, Linz. I know. So Lindsay cut her own too. Oh my God, I have to take a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're taking pictures of. We'll we'll add this to the resources of the podcast. But as we mentioned before, Angela and I have both been cutting our own hair, and Valerie's even evening us out. Lindsay, so. look at what you did. <laughs> I have a rat's tail. You have a rat's tail. I have a snake rat's tail. Oh, my God. 
Um, Ange, I asked you when I cut my hair if I got it all. I mean, I don't, I clearly don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so let's just be honest That's about that. That's funny. That's so funny. Oh my God. So your hair is still wet, but it is looking bright oh and God, I got lovely. I'm so happy and excited. So, yeah, so. It's amazing. Um, this was basically the best day ever. What do we still need to ask Valerie? You got those questions. I got those questions. <laughs> Let's see. We covered a lot of it. We did good. Oh, good. Oh, the red, the red one. Oh, yes. We asked this when we weren't rolling. Um, but what are some tips for keeping dyed red hair bright? So tip number one is to always wash your hair with cold water. Because warm water opens up your cuticle and basically the, the red hair color molecules kind of fall out of your hair. So that's what will make it last the longest is warm water. Wash it, not often. <laughs> so that's always the dirtier the better for redheads. Um, and I think that was, yeah, that's the, oh, and glosses. Like putting a nice little sheen of red to refresh in between your um times with the hairdresser what do you mean by gloss like are there any brands you'd recommend so it's it, basically it should be professional because everything that's not professional is going to be permanent for the most part so a gloss is like a demi-permanent color it is a demi-permanent color that um just brightens you up in between it's basically what your hairdresser puts on your ends every time so in between you'll throw that over your whole head and you'll get a nice boost of redness a little color boost. Yeah. Awesome. I um, think we also asked off the air what like what is coming with hair trends in 2018. Oh, less is more in 2018. Everyone wants to look like it's natural and the sun did it and it's very subtle. Um, so like bef like the balayage and the ombre is all still in. But I feel like when it first came in, it was very drastic. It was like a huge contrast. Where now it's more, it just wants to look like the sun did it. You know, like you, you were born this way. So that's, right. Yeah, that's big 2018. Baby was born this way. <laughs> yeah, totally. So Valerie's helping me with my, I, first of all, I just want to say I implicitly trust you to do anything. <laughs> I think I found my hairdresser I want to marry, you guys. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Um, so beautiful, the beginning Love of the connection. relationship. Yeah, I just wanted to like circle us back emotionally. Ange, like, how do you feel now and what did you learn today? <laughs> I feel great. I, I feel like the biggest thing I learned was the communication piece and how I think, I think where I've gotten myself into trouble is that I wasn't clear at communicating. Um, yeah. yeah. What you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Lynn? Um, I feel also amazing. I'm also like trying to think like since I'm not in a relationship right now, this definitely is like when we were earlier when we were talking about like rebellion of hair, I am having flashbacks to like also being in relationships when I ask when men ask me to do things with mm -hmm, my hair, mm -hmm. which is also crazy. So I'm like wondering, circling it back to feminism too, of like how as women do we continue to um, take ownership and like not listen to what the public is or our significant others are telling us to do with our things that are attached to our bodies. Yep. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. women today still cut all their hair off when they go through breakups or dye it red and from blonde or something. It's, it is definitely 
because it's, it's yours and you should be able to do whatever you want to it yeah yeah absolutely this was basically the best sunday ever this <laughs> was it also feels like like um it just feels like a beautiful form of self-care like there's like a uh compassion i feel like that is probably required of you as a hairdresser it's very intimate oh yeah for sure because like we said before like this is women's security blankets there um self-esteem everything it's growing right out of their head like <laughs> it's theirs and in it's it's just important to keep that in mind it's like uh, every time i do someone's hair it's like i'm doing my own that's how i like to that's think amazing. of it yeah also, do you feel like a version of a therapist? I've heard many thera- uh, hairdressers say that, that oh, they yeah. they listened and absorbed so much. Oh, yeah. And y- the funny part is, like, when I was working back home, I was my, uh, like, all my friends, I was, like, the town hairdresser. <laughs> so oh, I would okay. hear all the sides of all the stories. I'd hear, like, side A and then side B and then side, like, Z, Y, and X from the peanut gallery too like so i would know the whole story and everyone would be like how do you know that <laughs> you know that's it's amazing my therapy job on the side yeah yeah it's great cool well tell us once more like where we can find you on um instagram yeah. and find your salon and all that good stuff so my instagram is vh so my initials valerie harrison underscore stylist um, my website is also vhstylist.com, and I am at Society Salon on Melrose. It's 8327 Melrose Ave, um, and you can find us at societysalons.com. Thank you so, Thank you so freaking much. much. Like, so welcome. We're going to be in to see you every six to eight weeks. Yay. I would love that. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And Jamila, you do our outro because I you're have more it in front of mobile us. than I am. Um, awesome. So as always, thank you for listening, clams. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Welcome to the Clam Bake, on Twitter at Clam Bake Pod, and on Facebook. And our hotline is 657-243-3789. That's 657-243-3789. Um, we'd love to hear either your best haircut or hair color experience or your worst this week. Um, and if you're interested in being a clambassador, send us an email at welcome to the clam bake podcast at gmail.com. We got hats, 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 hats. And as always, thank you to Campfire Media, our producer, Ryan Counthouse. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your, your, uh, wherever you find your podcast. And if you could pretty please leave us a review. It just takes a second. Woo-hoo! Bye. Pouty it like me now, maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake.
Do you like hiking? Sure do. Do you like juicing? Hell no. Do you like getting your butthole steam? Sounds great. Then this is the podcast for you. My name is Nick. I'm Muriel. And we are the hosts of Hella, Hella in, in Your Thirties, a podcast about one couple's guide to conquering the dirty thirties. That's right. We drop episodes every Monday, so check us out wherever you get your podcast. Why? Because you are Hella, Hella in, in Your Thirties. Campfire.